Welcome to the 13th episode of Tuned in Town, April 4th, uh, 2016. I'm your host, Devin, and today with me I have Caleb. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, Sterling isn't able to make it because he had to mow the lawn. Yep. So, <laughs> um, well, we're pretty excited because we got our an email today. Yay! Cool. So it's um it's from Taylor, and he says, Dear Devin slash Caleb, great job on episode 12. It was the best one to date. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> After listening to the episode, I had to look up Goat Effect. I'll have to, I'll, I will definitely have to try that next time we ride Big Thunder. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, look it up or listen to our last episode if you don't. If you weren't there, but, um, I love the new tips and tricks segment. Looking forward to the day in California adventure episode. That will be fun. We'll have that to do that soon. Fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, also I would like to hear an episode about all the things you can do on main street. There are a lot of little shops and eateries there that are fun to talk about. Keep up the great work, Taylor. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thanks Taylor for emailing us and you guys can send an email, uh, to me at devin at tunedintown.com if you want to and give us a suggestion on what we should do for another episode. Okay, so we'll go ahead and move into the Adventureland chat. Oh, goody! Shall we chat? Oh, yes, let's. Okay, so uh, Adventureland chat. Um, I'm excited <laughs> For this segment, or this one today, because we're doing one on the Pixar theory, Woo. which will be a lot of fun. It shall be. Yeah. Um, we're taking stage tests, and... Ah! Yeah. Oh, you notice, I've, I've been noticing on my past episodes that Adventureland chat is becoming complaining teenager hour. <laughs> <laughs> All we talk about is how awful language arts, language arts is, and how many essays we have to do. Well, not as many anymore. Oh, yeah. An essay a week. Yeah, teenage complaining hour. <laughs> I mean, my mom told my uncle, if you want to know everything about Caleb's life, you just download the podcast. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no yeah. offense, but yeah. it really yeah. has been teenage I mean, complaining hour. Yeah, it's kind of the main idea. I mean, not to <laughs> complain. We should We should try and be more positive, but... Other than that, it's just stage testing. I have nothing in my life going on yeah. right now. Uh, we just got done with spring break. Uh, nine more weeks of school, and we're out for the summer. Yes! Woo-hoo. Fourth quarter started yep. this month. Today. today. Yeah, yeah, started today. Uh, completely restart with grades, so... Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we're going to try and move along fast, because we have a limited time, and we're excited for the Pixar theory, which is going to take a little while. Yes. There's a lot to talk about. It's a little confusing, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to go ahead and move into Tomorrowland Bugle. Initiate countdown. So we need to fly, 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 fly. And now, now, 
And now for the news. Welcome to Tomorrowland Bugle. Uh, Caleb is going to go first today. Okay, so I shall show this picture to Devin. It was an article from today. It has a picture of BB-8 staring behind the fence. <gasps> they broke ground. My tiny earphones. Anyways, they have broken ground on Star Wars, and this can be seen from Mickey and Friends parking lot. And I saw some pictures, and they have taken it seriously. They have all those caterpillar giant digger things, and there's mounds of dirt everywhere, and you can see some metal construction pipes going up and everything. So you guys can see that picture on our website at uh, tunedintown.com. But more shall come from BB-8. This is just the beginning. Uh Maybe we'll put up some photos on the photos and slash videos page yeah. on our website. Videos of them breaking ground and adding up some construction. So that is cool. I'm pretty sure that a Star Wars attempt, though, failed when you tried to play the music. Yeah, sorry, my tiny earphones. I should have brought a speaker or something. But other than that, I'm excited. It's, I'm, I, you know what? Sorry. Are you no, going? I'm excited. So... That brings me hope that it... I think it's going to be completed in 2017. Yeah. They're so, kind of going fast, aren't they? They're going pretty fast. Construction is going away by way fast. Harry Potter Land is opening in two days. Oh! Well, three. Sorry. Mm, yeah. uh, California. So... So... Hallelujah. <laughs> Rejoice. Yep. Okay. Um. So, here's a little more rejoicing. Mine's a little bit more of sorrow. So... Uh, Direct yeah. turn. <laughs> but uh, Disneyland Paris, body found inside haun- haunted house attraction. So uh, April 2nd, a electrician, uh, he- he's not yet identified, but he was one of the cast members. He was uh, an electrician working on the lights in Phantom Manor. Uh, it is said that he was electrified and fell uh, before the park opened, hopefully, but he was confirmed dead at 10 a.m. April 2nd. That's a scary attraction. Yeah. With he's been uh he was a forty forty five year old man who had been working at Disneyland Paris since two thousand two. Um yeah. If you look it up, it's pretty scary. They have all these skeletons and stuff. Uh it says here this is not the this is not Disneyland Paris's first employee death. Back in two thousand ten, a twenty or fifty three year old cleaner died after he was trapped underneath a boat inside the park's small world attraction. Oh. Okay, just stop your traumatizing okay. me. I'm sorry. Oh. Disneyland's Paris also made headlines when an unidentified teenage girl died on Rock and Roller Coaster. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just stop. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, yeah, we're going by way quick. So Hopefully we don't like think it's going to be one of those things we're going to spend forever on and spend like two minutes. You like, know. Ten minute episode. That happened on, what was it, Doozers? Dudgers? Yeah, that was lame. I don't even know why I named it that. I am sorry. Skip over that episode. He was like five <laughs> minutes before and he's like, okay, we're only halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> but That was a lame episode. But they're getting better and better, I think, personally. So, yeah. Oh, oh over 600 listeners. Woo, woo. Woo. 
Okay, let's go ahead and go to the Pixar Theory in Miscellaneous Matterhorn. Welcome to the Pixar Theory. Um, before we get started here, I would like to remind you that this is not our theory. No. Uh, but we are well educated. There are a lot of people out here who um, are coming up with new things and how all these different Pixar movies are connected. Um, this theory is not going to include Inside Out or uh, The Good Dinosaur. Any um, relatively new Pixar me- yeah, movies. Because we're not quite able to get there yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was able to watch a quick minute, but uh, Good Dinosaur obviously is like the beginning, but we just don't know quite how it connects. So... so- is it okay if I explain the first little bit? Yeah, go ahead. So, the Pixar movies, um, the Pixar theory is based on that all of the Pixar movies are in an alternate universe, the same universe on Earth and everything. In the same timeline. Yeah, strung together by time. So, then we'll explain that a little more because yeah. I was educated quickly. So Yeah. I've actually known about this theory for quite a while and, you know, I've always think thought you know oh it's a it's you know it's lame yeah but after i found out about um how you know there was some guy who came out and said hey i wonder if frozen and tarzan are related you know because no a disney official came out i think it was bob Iger, and approved it he said yes they were related how okay so you remember when uh Anna and Elsa's mom and dad went on a boat trip. Yeah. And the boat sunk. <sighs> and Tarzan, it first starts out where you see the boat on fire and sinking, but a man and a woman are on a boat in fancy clothing, and they are sailing away to the island. So Elsa and, and have Anna a have a son. Baby. Or have a... <laughs> Elsa and Anna have a baby brother. That was raised by apes. Raised by apes. (laughs) And he talks for some reason. Yep. So, yeah. And then after I heard about that, I'm like, hey, I wonder if this Pixar theory is actually true. And I did a little bit more digging and research, and yeah, I know quite a little bit now. So, the basic (laughs) outline of the Pixar theory is humans versus animals versus machines, like a rivalry between all of them. Uh, you want to go ahead and kind of do the first? The, yeah, go ahead. All right. So he put lots of notes down, which is good. So the first movie is obviously Brave. Well, well, good dinosaur, mm. but we're starting it off with Brave. Yeah, we're starting it off with Brave in a Scottish time with witches and all of that, you know, Scottish people. Actually, the witch... <laughs> plays a big role in yeah. another Pixar movie. Sorry, I thought you were going to release it. All right. yeah, no, not yet. Okay, said, so... That's for the end. <laughs> Moving on, we no, have... No, no, wait. Brave is where we start to kind of see... <laughs> Sorry. Brave is where we kind of start to see some of the animal intelligence becoming oh, yeah. human through magic. And, you know, you start to kind of wonder, like... You know, this old lady's probably making more and more animals human-like or turning humans into animals, which through breeding, you know, it's going to travel down and it's going to educate their kids. So over this span of time, animals are slowly becoming more human-like. 
Thanks to that magic. And so Caleb will describe yeah. the next movie. And so next we have Ratatouille, where... Where we start to yeah. see, you know, you know animals uh, starting to yeah. take up in their lives and reveal themselves. You know, slowly becoming, you know, how Ratatouille, you know, just like cooking amazing food. And so, obviously... An activity exclusive to humans. Yeah. And so these animals are literally becoming smarter and smarter, thus and, you know, like, brave with human intelligence. Intelligence through bears. And so the enemy is Chef Skinner, who, you know, obviously finds out about the rats. Yeah. And so then we move to Up with with the explorer Charles Muntz. But so what happened was Chef Skinner made the discovery, and he spread it out to the world, you know? Yeah. And so Charles Muntz, the villain in Up, um, finds out about this and works on it and makes technology for animals to start talking those, and stuff. Yeah, those yeah, collars. Yeah, the collars. And so, um, of course, he dies. But at the beginning of the movie, well, kind of, we see, um, you know, kind of the Industrial Revolution. where Starting to happen, yeah. Yeah. And guess what that company is? By and large, B&L. Yep. So, B&L actually plays a huge role in Pixar movies. Yes, yes. Just it l- is the company that take eventually takes over the entire globe. <laughs> um, just one Easter egg. When In Toy Story 3, Buzz Lightyear, when they open him and start resetting him, those batteries say B&L on it. So, pretty interesting. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to go... Yeah, oh. so, um, after we see the Industrial Revolution, uh, these animals are still starting to grow, and after uh, Charles Muntz actually dies, you know, these animals are free to roam, you know, <laughs> and maybe they start doing stuff, and then it starts... Yeah, communicating like. and stuff, and it's becoming normal for animals to become smart, and now you're seeing animals in the ocean become smart. Thus, Finding Nemo. So, um, there it, you know, you start to see kind of like a rebellion, like, um, animals taking up against humans, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, this, like, anger is starting to spark inside animals, you know, because they're... Humans are, you know, obviously... Mistreating them and, and, and polluting the planet slowly, which by and large is famous for. (laughs) So... Yeah. That ends the animals versus humans era. Um, Finding Dory being released this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have yet to discover how that fits into the timeline. Probably directly after Finding Door or Finding Nemo, or during The Incredibles. Yeah, because if someone releases some crazy information, you know, it could possibly be something else. But we don't know right now. So, mm-hmm. um, do you want to go in and talk about? Sure. So, after Finding Nemo, we move out of the animals versus humans age and move into the humans versus uh, machines. Thus giving us the Incredibles. <laughs> so, the Incredibles, you obviously know, um, would I say artificial intelligence? Yeah. AI. AI. Which is... Becoming very advanced yeah. AI created by Sid, the villain in Incredibles. And so you know that that giant, like giant ball fat robot with like the <laughs> the four or six legs. Um, that's when artificial intelligence sets and in, realizing it's, 
you know, it's too important to take orders and I can live my own life sort of thing. So mm-hmm. um, that's when humans and machines really, you know, started to clash. You start to clash. And so after that, about 40 or 50 years later mm-hmm. comes, oh, okay. <laughs> Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. Um, so over this time span, AI is kind of evolving itself. Yeah. And it's becoming where its life form isn't as much like energy or something. Well, it is energy, but not like the kind of like mechanical energy. It's starting yeah. to become like the soul-driven love of humans. So or the obsession of humans or something. Really uh, AI in a, like generally it's AI just yeah. you know. And you need other life to survive. Kind of And so, so Toy Stories um or Toy Story um so it gives it where uh you know these machines technically i know it's weird to think that the toys are ai but if you think about it you know if you think about it really coming to life but um oh i lost my train of thought (laughs) we're moving too fast okay let's slow down (laughs) so toy story um it gives us where we start to see AI really set in. Yeah. But after, you know, the first one you see um the toys rise up against Sid, the evil backyard. Um evil and then, backyard. well the evil backyard <laughs> kid. And then you see Jesse completely mean about her owner leaving yeah. her. And then Lotso in Toy Story Three straight up hates humans. Yep. You know, so it's growing. This hatred is growing, but yet if they don't have humans to survive, they don't if they don't have humans, they can't survive. They just pretty much shut down. So, so like you have a, a toy has to be played with or have human interaction to live. If it's sitting in the attic, it's just going to like, you know, slowly die technically. Sort of like a suicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, um that really is big artificial intelligence after the Incredibles. So do you want to go? Um, so this part gets a little weird, but after... See, so this is kind of... Um, so after Toy Story, the world becomes so polluted over, by and large, that they start sending people up to space. But we don't get into Wally quite yet. It's still building up. Because directly after they send everyone to space... Artificial kicks in to make... Cars. <laughs> So now we we still know that these cars are on Earth because they're going to these different locations, yeah, such as Tokyo, and uh, you know, all these yeah. things. But by and large, are still in here because technically, if you think of all in all in Cars Two, and by and large, they mean pretty much the same thing. You know, both wanting to take over the world. Yeah. So they gotta pretty much be the same company. So by and large, is still there. You just don't see it. It's Disguise like as all in all. The, the namesake is all in all. Yeah. So it, it's sort of weird to think about it that way, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, once the humans leave Earth, you know, it's ours for the taking. <laughs> yeah. So everything is still, you know, lovely and nice, but you you start to see some of that pollution building up into Wally. Um, yeah. So um, as you see in Wally, it's um. You know, the pollution gets so bad that eventually cars die as well. Um, but as this goes, like, maybe 20 years after all the cars are gone, yeah. you know, you have the Wally systems. But all the other Wallys are dead except for one. 
And that Wally is unique and has survived because of his human obs- human obsession. Yeah. And so that's the reason, you know, like he has solar panels all on him. But generally speaking, you know, like um AI with Toy Story. Um, you know, the <sighs> in a weird way, but I mean they, the other robots can live, but generally, you know, they they lose the will to live. So yeah. Just die off. <laughs> yep. So, but that's what kept Wally going. Kept Wally going. Um, as soon as Wally goes up to the ship, you start to see AI treating humans as toys, which, you know, kind of sparks the human machine revolution kind of thing. Yeah. And you notice a lot of that on the Wally, like that giant ship, you know, just. That, that ship with that, like, yeah. the fat people and everything. Yep. And so then, um, you know, humans eventually come down with the one plant. You see the world starting to kind of grow less polluted. But still, if you think about it, not that many humans are there. No. Well, so did the humans come back already? Yeah, the humans are back, and that moves us in... Oh, so with that one plant, they plant it in the ground, and if you stay with the credits... You see the tree, you see the plant grow into a tree, which looks oddly familiar to the tree in... Bug's Life. Yep. Yep. But the reason we don't see any humans there is probably because the, you know, there humans, I mean, when Flick leaves, he is warned of uh, spiders, cockroaches, and bigger bugs, but not once do they ever mention humans. That is because there are so many, there's not even that many humans on the planet that they're not really threatened by them. No, and remember that the humans, this is probably what, like 30, 50 years after they settled Earth? Yeah. The humans are still being, you know, repopulated and, you know, trash is slowly disappearing and everything like that. But Bug's life really sets sets that They're very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. And so they're slowly starting to die off, you know, nature chooses the strongest, which is gets us to where maybe, I don't know, how far, like 500,000 years in the future or so? Yeah, I would say about that, yeah. which brings us to monsters. And if you don't believe me, it's either, you know, like, how do I describe it? Animals just becoming this and... Yeah, animals evolving because, you know, they've lived on the planet for so long. Or it's been bugs kind of evolving because, as we see in Wally, bugs do survive. So they're probably either surviving because, I mean, evolving through all the pollution or animals are evolving through all the pollution. And here's another reason. Um, I just lost my train of thought. So one other reason is if you're living on a planet 500,000 years later a very highly radioactive planet from trash and other B&L stuff, you th- do you think generally something would happen? Something bad, which brings us to monsters, basically. Or it could just be breeding animals, so. Mm-hmm. But yep. you gotta think of it like that, in a way. So. Yeah. so monsters bring us back into, I mean, bring us to the end of the timeline, where, um, you know, monsters are becoming... Very, very um, evolved, and they're, you know, growing their own city or making their own cities. And then they get into the part where they go 
you know, one thing that make doesn't make sense is how animals are going through doors and obtaining the energy from the humans. So, I'm not going to reveal anything, but you have to realize that they're, li- they're still living on Earth. So, yeah. that must mean they travel back in time. Not with a DeLorean, though. No, no. <laughs> So these doors are um, concentrated either through science or probably magic, like ninety percent magic. Uh, yeah. So and so um, this. Um, so you see. Um, well, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead, Caleb. So they're going back to the prime when humans were like surviving with B and L and all that yeah. other stuff. Toy Story time. <laughs> Yeah, and so if you think about it, um, when they have that energy crisis, like save your power and everything, it's because when a day passed in the monster world, back in time when you know humans are still thriving and everything, um, a day passes in the human world, and you know things are going downhill from there in the human race. So that's yeah. when that energy crisis sets in. Yeah. So um, you know, Monsters University fits in there as well. Yeah. Uh, you can guess where. <laughs> um, so the other thing is, you see Sully interact with Boo. Which is illegal, but yes. he does it. <laughs> but, so, you know, she comes in, and in the end of the movie, you know, he sends her back. But imagine you're Boo, right? You're, you've grown up knowing there's another world. There's another time. You know what's going to be like in 10,000 years. And you devote yourself Towards, towards like those doors and yeah, trying that to magic. find your, trying to find your way back to Sully, and guess what? You devote your life to it and find and the magic. You find the magic and you travel back to Scotland. <laughs> That's right. Boo, Boo is, is the, the witch. witch. And if you don't believe us, how come she has a carving of a pizza? That pizza place the car, pizza truck. And she all, and if you still don't believe me, what about that sketch of Sully in her wood? And her obsession with bears. Which Sully greatly looks like and resembles. Also, when she gets out, when, when she changes her home to a witch place from a wood stu- stuff, don't you think that she would be able to, that magic would be able to transform time? So, so her door is one of those doors. Yeah. And every time she disappears, if you think about it, she's still trying to find Sully. So, think about it. <laughs> yep. So, that brings us to the end of the timeline. Anything you gotta add? No, I think we went, we burned through <laughs> the really fast. 26 minutes. Oh my goodness, it was one of those things that we rushed about. <laughs> for being so, so um, this isn't our theory. Like Devin said, people have done so many theories about this. Um, you can find lots of how Inside Out and the good dinosaur fit in. We'll yeah. probably do that. Some yeah, other time. we'll leave a um, we'll leave a link on the uh, on the website where you can watch those videos if you have any questions. Like I said, we weren't we didn't have that much time to prepare, <laughs> yeah. but um, we were well educated and. Oh no, you should definitely go check it out. It is very cool if you did not get all this information. So we'll leave a link on the website. Uh, um yeah. so one one more thing. If this was if this was confusing to you, it was confusing to me the first time I saw it. 
uh, I guess email Devin or something. We'll probably yeah. add some footnotes to it. Yep, add an email. And if you absolutely need it, we'll add a more detailed version of it. Yes. Which kind of summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> really quickly. So, yeah. other than that, uh, time to move into our final segment. Not the final segment, or goodbyes. Ending, yeah. Dang it, I forgot to get a quote from Walt Disney. If you can dream it, you can do it. Yep, we already did that on, like, the first episode, but there you go. <laughs> I'll say it again. Um, so, uh, you can re- you can get a link to that episode. You can, uh, so if you go to our website at tunedintown.com, you can get a link. You can catch up on all our past episodes, read the full news articles, and, uh, go on and see some of the new pictures for Star Wars Land Breaking Ground. <laughs> On our website at tunedintown.com, we'll also leave a video link for the um, the Pixar theory. Yeah. Uh, on our website, um, tunedintown.com, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we would also greatly like to hear from you, like Taylor did, and ask us any questions that you may have for our next tips or tricks segment, or our next segment, or if you could just ask us questions, and we're here to answer them and help you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. sorry. If you can contact me at www.disneylemon.weebly.com, I will try to post some of those photos as long as with the BB-8. What is BB-8 doing? So I'll try to post those hopefully. And yeah. Um, we're also pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. <laughs> we're on iTunes, Google Play, Podcast.com, Stitcher, and Facebook, and on our website. Um, it would greatly help us if you could leave a review on iTunes and give us five stars, or if you think we deserve only one star, then go ahead, I guess. Tear. Well, you can do one star, just don't submit the review. Yeah, just don't submit it. (laughs) But go ahead and leave us a review, it will greatly help us so we can get higher up in the ranks so when someone searches Disney, Disneyland, Disney World, which we should also do a tip segment on Disney World. Never been there, but I'd love to do that. Yeah, me too. So I know a lot about it, but I just never <laughs> been there. But um, yeah. So if they search those up, we'll pop up and be able to share the magic, share the memories. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well. So thank you, Taylor, again for emailing us, and we'll just go ahead and give you a shout out. So. Taylor! Shout out! Yeah. We, Taylor, we still Taylor, need to work Taylor, on that. Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that wraps it up. As always, we end with a quote from Walt Disney. <laughs> bye, Caleb. Yeah, bye, Caleb. <laughs> it is always fun to do the impossible. Wait, no, that wasn't it. Hey, if you have the courage... Wait, your, all your dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. Very nice. Sorry, I... Sol- sorry, I s- Ah, sorry, I stole your thunder. It's okay. (laughs) Okay, thanks everyone for listening, and thanks for tuning in.